everyone, and welcome back to Roar, um, where I promised I'd talk to you about uncertainty um, in the last episode. And it's interesting, I actually recorded an episode a few weeks ago, which I think a lot of you probably already listened to, um, but I felt called to redo it. Um, and it feels like it's that season of reflection, that season of renewal and rebirth. And I'm just noticing within myself, it's okay for a do-over. Um, life pre presents us with so many opportunities, I think, to reflect on a new perspective in life. Um, I feel like there's a tarot card, if you're familiar with tarot, that I think about a lot when I think about uncertainty. And it's actually the hangman, um, which if you've ever seen it, it's a man who is literally hanging from a tree and there's a halo on their, um, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but it's a halo around their head. And this is really supposed to mean this idea of a perspective shift of taking a reprieve or a step away from the way that we've normally thought about things and really being open to new ways of seeing them. And the halo is supposed to represent the divine, right? This idea that in allowing almost like because he's hanging or they're hanging, it's like their ideas are flowing out, but they're being divinely presented with new ways of seeing things. And that has absolutely been my experience over the past few months. Um, in so many ways, my world has been turned around and there's new ways of seeing things. And it's really propelled me um, to live more in the present moment and to trust myself. Because I think that's what uncertainty allows us to do. Um, we are oftentimes thinking that there is a black and white, a good and a bad. We're caught oftentimes in the polarity of our thinking that somehow something is more good or worse or this or that. And it's, it's an interesting polarity because, yeah, there are some things that could be destructive or they could be self-sabotaging or they could be unkind, right? But the reality is, is that, um, you know, I think especially having been raised in a Christian environment, that every decision creates its own kind of karma or pathway to learn more. And my belief is that in life, um, we are really meant to meet ourselves. And in, so in trusting ourselves, even if we make mistakes, even if we um, do the quote unquote wrong thing associated with whatever we believe right is, we get to know ourselves. We get to meet ourselves. And it's in the meeting of ourselves that we're able to step into our authenticity and into a state of personal integrity. Now, Martha Beck, who is an author that has been around forever, I mean, this woman has probably written like 10 books. I think she has like four doctorates. Just this really interesting human writes this book about integrity. And it's actually related to the story of Dante's Inferno, looking at that story as a journey of awakening. So in a way, it's like a hero's journey, very um, Joseph Campbell in that way. Um, 
But along the way, right, there are these experiences with these like devilish type beings. And what Martha says is that these are our shadow parts, right? These are um, the parts of ourselves that we meet. Um, and it's in the navigating these things and starting to integrate them or working through them that we become more of who we are. Um, and I always like to think about it like either the divine masculine, the divine feminine, or the yin and the yang, sort of the dark and the light. Yes, this is an area of polarity. There are many colors of it in between, but this idea that as we begin to meet our shadows, um, and honestly, what I'm noticing is love them. It's not even fight them. It's, it's not that. It's like, understand them, bring them to bring more light to them, etc. we actually become more of an integrated being. And so it's actually in the trusting of ourselves when we face uncertainty, it's the trusting of our intuition that we get to really meet ourselves, that we get to see our shadow parts. Um, because the past, you know, year, six months, I don't even know at this point, time is such a mirage to me at this point in, in our sort of evolution or my evolution. Um, I have met a lot of my shadows and I've integrated them. And my goodness, have I operated in self-sabotage and impulsive behavior and also like really some beautiful parts too. Um, I read this thing the other day and I've been thinking about resilience a lot that we, th we think about resilience as like toughness of skin, right? Our ability to just handle anything. And that's how I used to view my resilience. And so I would often put myself in impossible situations or situations where I was taking on more than I probably should have at that point in terms of what I can handle or what was healthy for me in order to prove my resilience, um, or because I felt like I had to for whatever programming had taught me that certain behaviors were okay, right? Or certain experiences were healthy for me, whether that was like as silly as like moving into my apartment by myself a day before. We're talking about like the, you know, I could have taken one more day to have those elevators, you know, locked up for me to like have my stuff moved in nicely. But no, I chose to move in the day before, hold the elevator with my foot, do it alone, despite seven to 10 people offering to help me, right? Because the idea of my resilience, of my strength has always been something that even if I'm not proving it to other people, I prove to myself. But the reality is that resilience is our adaptability to life, all right? It's not how much we can take that we measure our resilience by. Because if it was, then, you know, we wouldn't be human. Because, <laughs> like, humans are fallible and we are dispensable and we are human, right? Like, that's the whole point. Uh, but our ability to shift gears, um, at times even our ability to be vulnerable and feel our feelings so that we can continue to develop resilience in the face of uncertainty. So, you know, I feel as though this time period for me and however I conceptualize it in terms of months or year or even weeks, right, has just taught me a lot about how every moment in life is uncertain and having that be a norm, having that be something that I expect and recognizing that with uncertainty also comes surprises, miracles, possibilities, um, opportunities for more rest, which right now 
feels like the biggest thing for me to be grateful for because sometimes when life is rocking you or you're rocking it or someone's rocking you, um, we need to have that space and that time to rest and do less. And I'm noticing even with my business, even with my relationships, the more that I take care of myself and tend to my needs, the more I can show up more authentically and more myself. Um, I think uncertainty helps us figure out what's important to us as well. What are those rules or those guiding principles or those guiding lights that we live by? Um, how do we want to embody those in each of our relationships? I think about relationships as the, someone, uh, a friend of mine described it as the midwife to our development, right? So, you know, we hear a lot in psychology that, you know, you can date your mother or your father or your friend can be, you know, this. And I even like to think, oh my gosh, you know, who were you to me in a past life, right? So I'm constantly thinking about what my relationships, which act for me like mirrors, are meant to teach me. Um, but I recognize too that it's not to teach me about how to figure out other people. It's to teach me how to better understand myself um, and how I show up in the world. And that really helps me when it comes to living life in uncertainty. Um, especially now that I have untethered myself from a lot of the domineering relationships in my life. I think about, you know, last year I needed to break off from work from this multinational company that felt like it owned my soul or like I'd enabled it to own my soul. I needed to cut off my hair and whatever ties to whatever gender normativity that I felt like I had to live up to in terms of expectations. I even needed to detach from my landlords, you know, at the time or, you know, detach from my apartment and my home. And so in a way, I really, you know, if you're familiar again with tarot, I really took that leap. The first card in the tarot deck, I think it's either zero or one, is the fool. And the fool is shown with like a little knapsack on a stick about to take a step off of a cliff. And that's really how I felt. Um, God and spirit and my life was calling me to do. It's like I had to kind of, uh, as somebody said the other day, I was like, man, flip it and reverse it. And um, and it, that threw me into the hangman, right? Hanging from a tree, upside down, gathering perspective. Um, and I will say it was one of the most illuminating periods of my life. And um, it's interesting because I thought that landing, you know, I ended up landing in Denver, Colorado. I felt like landing was going to create the stability that I wanted, right? Where I was just like, oh, I'm so tired of moving. But it was there was also an addiction to that, right? This idea of constant change. But then that in itself, the relationships that I had around me became that um, that turning wheel for myself as well. And again, those are the midwives to our our development and our change. So it's just been a season, y'all, like, <laughs> and it's taught me so much and it's helped me to build out Roar as my business, you know, recognizing my own lioness within, recognizing my own power, 
recognizing again, too, on the other side of that, my own fallibility, my own um, tendencies to not always care and protect myself. Um, but you know, how many of y'all know that we're always kind of protected, right? Like that's, that's what I'm recognizing in this season um, of pain, of change, of evolution, of transformation, of healing as I integrate so much. And honestly, as I feel the world around me, because if y'all identify it as a sensitive or an empath like me, my goodness, are you feeling it? Are you feeling it, y'all? It's wild out there. Um, but it's, I think like the lesson for me is in coming back to self and, you know, recognizing when I'm not grounded within my body, which feels like the easiest way to, for me to click back into self, that life does feel like a whirlwind and it, life does feel like a wild ride. And believe me, y'all, it's already chaotic. You know, it's already, there's enough there to spin us into, as my mom used to say, a tizzy, spin us into a tizzy. Um, but just coming back to self and recognizing that that's home, you know, self is home. Um, so I'm not, you know, really sure how you all have experienced uncertainty this year, um, just based on the relationships I've had and the people that are around me, I can guess, right? Maybe this time period has meant a change of home. Maybe it's meant multiple changes in relationship. Maybe it's meant some health stuff. Maybe it's meant some wake up calls. You know, I've been saying, you know, you're either experiencing a breakup, a breakthrough, a breakdown, or you need a break. Um, and I think that when we are experiencing so much uncertainty on a collective scale, um, it's really important to take times of respite and of rest. And that can be really, really hard because I find, you know, in uncertainty, sometimes you just want to go quicker through it, right? We just want to be like, well, what's the end goal? Like, what's the end result though? Like, how does that, how does this all lined up? And my goodness, um, do I always want to know the next step? I don't think that will ever end. I'm not going to lie. I've really worked on my control issues when it comes to uncertainty, but I still want to know the end. But I think, again, going back to what resilience is and navigating uncertainty is, is all about being adaptable. And I think if we can just trust that we can get through whatever happens, whatever is next, um, that's pretty much it. And I've started to also ask myself in moments where I'm freaking out about loss or like what can the worst thing that can happen i just remember that i can never abandon myself okay now i have abandoned myself in some ways but like realistically elisa will always be here in some form like i will always pay my bills i will always uh you know send love to people i will always you know stand in my truth and that will always be my equilibrium I can never be abandoned because I will never abandon myself. And I think, you know, back to some of the worst pain in my life is when I was abandoning myself in favor of someone else um, and or in trying to, you know, make something work or control and how quickly almost like a yo-yo or like one of those like tape dispensers, it just comes right back. 
right? I will never lose myself. Um, and so I think in times of uncertainty, if we can have rules to live by for ourselves, how will you show up for yourself in a time of uncertainty like this? What um, promises and contracts and things can you keep? Um, and it's not so that you can chastise yourself if you don't meet them. It's not so that you can punish or self-flagellate. It's not so that you can try to aspire to be the person who you want to be. It's just so that you can remind yourself that you are trustworthy. And I think uncertainty really does help us to build esteem, build affinity, build trust, because we kind of have to always find our footing. We always have to, you know, eat that next meal, <laughs> go to sleep at a reasonable hour. And even if we fail, and even if we doubt ourselves, et cetera, we'll always have us. Um, and also, yes, and we need other people. And so I think, you know, um, in times of uncertainty, especially when there's a feeling of overwhelm, it's reminding ourselves too that we get to ask for help. And um, I just actually posted on my Instagram something that really was channeled through me and it's really helped me in this season um, of uncertainty when again, sometimes we wanna you know, be that energizer bunny and see it through the finish line and kill it, right? It's like almost, it's almost like, I wanna get through this and I wanna rock it. But to focus on receiving more and doing less is, has been something, I think it will be a lifelong focus for me because I have really tried to strong arm um, a lot in life recently, um, whether it be relationships, whether it be even health routines, whether it be business stuff, like I notice where my efforting happens. And I always remind myself there that um, if I'm focusing so much on output, I'm, you know, too much on output, then I'm not actually focusing on enough on input. And so you know, the more that we focus on what's not working or on scarcity of time, of resources, oh my God, I'm not doing enough, et cetera, the more we create that as our reality, the more that we in our nervous systems and in our lives affirm that we can only have by doing. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, scarcity is. I'm sure that you've seen somebody, um, I remember I was in Vegas and this dude put all his money, like he put some money down. It was a lot more than he would have thought. And um, he lost it. And it was really tough because he had uh, a, a new child. He'd had a new child with his wife and he'd just spent a lot of money. And so then he continued to put money in. And the whole weekend he was just trying to chase what he'd lost. And I mean, if that was not just like looking at scarcity, I mean, I felt so bad for this dude. Um, you know, it's this idea of like, of again, scarcity being a self-fulfilling prophecy and this idea that you had to do more. I almost see it like you're kind of running against a wall trying to get through it, but it's like, y'all, we don't run through it faster, <laughs> right? Like 
what if we stopped? And so when we focus on receiving, when we focus on what we do have, right? That's why, you know, I know people knock gratitude, but it really does help. Sometimes I'm just in my worst moments. I'm just like, thank God that the grass is green. Oh my gosh. And I just start to focus on what I am receiving. Oh my gosh, I'm receiving air. I'm receiving, oh my God, there's friends that are reaching out to me. Wow. When I focus on receiving, um, I tend to get more innovative ideas. I've got new opportunities. I have found that my relationships have grown stronger because the reality is I want you to ask yourself how many times in the past either week or month, depending on how big your network is, has somebody offered you help? Maybe you are not feeling great and they're like, oh my gosh, if you need me to drop anything off, or maybe they offered to help you move something or to help you think through something. And you said, oh my gosh, no, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Think about that, right? I want you the next time that that happens to actually say, oh yeah, I would love some help. And maybe it's not, you know, so for me, sometimes it's like, I can't actually receive the bigger help. Maybe it's like helping me move. Maybe I can't do that, but I can say, you know, Hey, if you don't like, just pray for me around this or like, Hey, if you can like drop me a line and like check in on me, it could, it could be small things. And sometimes it is also me getting manual labor in terms of help from friends or even paying for it. Right. That's okay too. I just had somebody put up my curtains and my TV and I feel great. And in that I didn't have to do anything. And I was able to compensate a human who needed to live. And so where are there opportunities to receive? And I would, I would ask yourself too, where am I in scarcity right now? Where do I feel depleted? Where do I feel exhausted? And how can I receive more and do less? And where are there opportunities either to hangman this and like reflect on it and gain clarity or to ask for help, or to notice where the help actually is, or even to just take a rest and receive your energy back so that you're not efforting and running against a wall. So, wow, I feel like this comeback episode has involved a lot. Um, and I am just really excited to share more as I go on this journey towards more abundance for myself. And again, with Roar, it's all about rising above limitations and raising your energy. It's about observing your thoughts and your behaviors. It's aligning your actions with your intentions and it's responding to your unique calling and purpose in life. Um, we're going to have some hiccups along the way. We're going to have some trials and tribulations. We're also going to have some blessings and moments of gratitude. So experience it all y'all. That's what life is about. Even if it involves some big tears, like that means you're doing it right. Love y'all. Bye.